Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to the Freemasons Podcast, coming to you live from Morningstar Lodge number 47. Leave your aprons at the door, my brother. Welcome to the Freemasons Podcast, God. the original. Yeah. <clears throat> With your hosts, right? Worship Brother George Mundry. Worship Brother Joe. And Worship Brother Ken. <laughs> and uh, we have a, a new intro that I'm going to be putting on this. Well, yes. If you're listening to this, you heard it. It was uh, per request of Joe. <laughs> it's a good one. And it's public domain, so we don't have to worry about getting shut down. I mean, what is it? There are many names for this. Oh, God. <laughs> it is... The the correct name is like also Sprague Zarathustra or something. What? Two thousand one Space Odyssey. Thing. Oh, okay. Or yeah, 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 Ric right. Flair's theme song. Ah, and it was done in like the late eighteen hundreds, so it's well within the public. Domain. Oh yeah, both good usages of that tune too. Yes, especially so Ric Flair. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I love Woo. it. Anyway, love it. we're up here, episode what? Ken? We're on uh, two thirty seven. George, 237, and we're doing Edgar Allan Poe in Freemasonry, specifically the cask of Armadillo or whatever the hell it's Amontadillo, called. Amontadillo, you difference. literary moron. Wow, <laughs> moron. That's right. I thought we were talking like Scott Levy from ECW Raven. That's I was a little misinformed. Didn't realize it was Edgar Allan Poe. Oh. We got a we got a a, a one star. Oh so boy, let's start. Shit with that. Oh, I already know where that is. Let's start with that. Should I crack a beer at ten a.m. So this? Uh, is this that fantasy football guy? Oh yes, yes it is. It is? Oh, yep. it is. and he gave us a five star review for something we had nothing to do. So I'm going to read this one star review and then we're going to put it out there and we're going to dispel this one. So yeah. uh, bad experience, one star review. Okay, the actual podcast isn't bad. Well, thank you. So you're gonna put a five. You're gonna put a one star review on the thing. Nice, thanks. Uh, they have a Discord server that you invited to join, and it's a bunch of Trump supporters. Wow, boy, you're 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 really um, wow. Generalizing. Generalizing. Uh, otherwise known as domestic terrorists. Oh God! Wow, go. that's pretty wow. bold. Who constantly post political memes, even though they say they not to. I was booted out, didn't think... That's because you stopped paying, which, Joe, tell them how to get on it. 
For as little as $5 a month, you two can join Patreon and get access to our exclusive Discord server. Again, for as little as $5 per month. Not a one-time fee, not a Monopoly money thing. It's actual money, five U.S. dollars. Uh, although I guess it does convert from pounds because we do have people from overseas and other sure. parts of the world. But it's five dollars per month. You gotta pay to play. Pay your dues, or you get I don't think, MPD. I don't think they liked my extreme liberal views. That it, listen, man, it, it's a conversation no different than a freaking lodge <laughs> a lodge meeting. <laughs> Uh, then I joined a fantasy football league, and they blatantly cheated by kicking me off the league when I placed first at the end of the season. Uh, when I tried to discuss it with them on Facebook, they kicked me out. These brothers have given me a very bad taste of Freemasonry. Okay, so a couple things. Uh, we're going to talk about this real fast, and we're going to clear. I think we should talk about it a little bit longer than fast. <laughs> I got some things to say. So, number one, uh, the Fantasy Football League, regardless if you get number one or you get last place, the money that you are supposed to pay. <laughs> that you're supposed to pay. Supposed to pay mm-hmm. toward it goes to a charity. Um, of the winner's choice. Of the, the winner's, winner's choice. choice. So, so you actually, get, just you, to clarify, yep. let me jump in because <laughs> I, I have some really strong opinions on this. Go ahead. <laughs> it's not that... You win, you get the money, and you give it to charity. No. The money goes, in essence, into escrow. Correct. Mm-hmm. If you win, yep. you then let the commissioner uh-huh. know what charity you would like it to go to. Correct. He makes the payment and yep. sends out a receipt to everyone in the league showing Correct. so-and-so won. This is their charity of choice. Here's the receipt that we paid them. Correct. Pretty fair. Period. Correct. Now, I have a question for you, George. Yes. Go ahead. This money. Yep. That goes into this pool yep. for the winner to donate to charity. Uh-huh. Does that come out of thin air? No. no Where does that come from? They pick it off the money tree in the back of our lodge. Oh, they're like mm. the old Phil Rizzuto money tree? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Ancient oh. Freemason gold. <laughs> no, Eric, that, that comes from the participants, yes? Correct. Yes. Correct. So, if you want to participate, you must, <clears throat> uh, once again, pay. Mm. Again, this is not some kind of... It's a fantasy league, but the money's not a fantasy. It's actual money paid into by the participants, knowing that they're never going to see a dime of it. It's going to go to somebody's charity. So so let me now, Joe, yes, if please, I may. If may, I may. All right. But uh, I reserve the right to jump back in. Trump supporters... Sounds like a um, flam to me. Trump supporters, domestic, flim a.k.a. Flam. domestic terrorists. Let, let me just real quick here, okay? Is that like that custard stuff that they make in there? Yeah, flam. Yeah, yeah. yeah. okay. It's my let, let me just, let me just, let me just say, okay, okay, Trump please. supporters, domestic terrorists, right? Oh, we're synonymous, right? No, not really. Secondly, I'm two, not even a Trump I'm supporter. I'm not even a Trump supporter anymore either. He's done. I never it's won. over with. It's over with. Like, Jesus Christ. It's over. I moved on. Verifiably, so, there is at least one, possibly two or more brothers that are part of the Discord server that are not, in fact, Trump supporters. Uh, I'm just saying. So, so, number one. All right, let me just throw by saying. So you were pissed off that you didn't actually get money in your hand for a charitable cause. One. Two, you labeled people who, I I mean, did I support Trump? Yeah. Do I anymore? No. Why? Because he's not even in the political ski. He's not even in the political fucking world anymore. He's just an asshole on the side now. Like past presidents. 
Two. Times two. <laughs> and three. So your had a bad taste that had nothing to do with the podcast. It had to do with brothers in a Discord that's attached to the podcast. So you give the podcast a five-star review. Or, excuse me, you give the podcast a one-star review. Because you had a bad experience in Discord for the fact that you got pissed off you didn't get money for a, chari- for a charity thing that wasn't even going to you. It wasn't, it's not charity to you. It's charity to a charity. And that's been done how many times? Uh, this is our third, third season. Third, third, yeah. third yeah. season we've done fantasy football. Yeah. I won the first one, and I donated mine to a charity. But, again, I didn't actually touch the money. There's not a dime that went into my account at all. Yeah. So, um, who's the asshole in all this? I, I, are we allowed to say his name? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. No, nah, okay. the, 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 the asshole no. that left the review. How about that? I'm just Does saying. Does he have his name on the review? No, it doesn't. It's okay. something JT Reddit, which instantly is weird. Okay. You know, so. If you're on Reddit, it's, I mean, whatever. Reddit is just a bunch, bunch of people. So who, let me, let me. So I'm just saying, like, who is being unmasonic here? Right. And not to mention, Joe, if there's ever been a problem there's ever been a problem in the Discord server, and anybody in Discord, and even on the podcast can attest to this, and even the Facebook pages, if there's ever been a problem, what has everybody always done? They come to us. us, And they work it out. And and we make an executive decision on something. Right. Right. There was never any contact with us about, hey, I'm having a problem with this, I'm having a problem with that. It was literally leave the server, which, by the way, left the server before the fantasy football started. And I'm sorry, I do, if you're not a paying member of Discord and you're not a paying member of Patreon... You're, I'm going to remove you. I, I do it all the time. I make sure I make a funny little thing where I do like my face doing the purge, and you know we call it the annual purge, you know, because <laughs> mm. the movie purge, and <sighs> and I, I get rid of them if they're not if they're on there and they're not supposed to be because well, it's not first. fair to the brothers who pay every month, every year, or however they freaking pay. It's not fair to keep them. It's right. like it's like getting dropped MPD from Lodge if you don't pay. Yeah, it's like it's the same. So. But oh. here's the thing, though. But he, so, you're not paying your five dollars a month Discord, okay? Correct. So you get off of Discord. You get passed up on. Just like if if you stop paying your car payment, they're coming to take your car. So you didn't pay your Discord, so you were off. And then you didn't pay your fantasy book. You for. enter a contest <laughs> that you never paid the entrance fee for, <laughs> and then complain when you don't. Get the money that you were never going to get even if you had paid the fee because it's going to charity. It's like going up, you go to a restaurant, you stiff the valet guy, okay, and you walk in. You go in and you you eat the meal and you walk out without paying and you go on freaking Yelp and give them a one-star review because the food was bad. Are you kidding me right now? Because they left a bill on your table. Are you freaking kidding me right now? And then they ask you not to come back because you did that. So and you, then it's their fault. Yeah. You put a one-star review on for a podcast that, oh, by the way, in us three in the podcast, yes, do we play the fantasy football? Yes. But do we have any control yes, I came over in it? freaking last place. <laughs> yeah, you guys did pretty terribly. <laughs> I came in freaking last place. 
So you want to say it's rigged or fixed? <laughs> like, come on, man. And he tried. Come too. on. And I tried. Yeah, he tried. That's the worst thing is I tried really hard. <laughs> and I came in last freaking place. <laughs> oh, shit. Come and, on. And I'm paid just the saying. entrance fee, too. Amazing. And I paid the entrance the fee. The beginning of the season. When so, it was before too. the season even started. So... So these, quote, brothers have given me a bad taste in Freemasonry. All right. So uh, I'm not going to lie. You've given me a bad taste in Freemasonry. So it's right back at you because in the way, from my point of view, rather than coming to me like a brother and talking to me about it, uh, you chose to go the latter. And this is go full nuclear or in uh, Tropic Thunder's case. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can't say it. You went full something yeah, you else. Can't say it. But it's like, if I picked the winning lottery numbers, <laughs> but I never bought a ticket, did I really win? No, no, no. You bought the ticket. You just didn't pay for the ticket. It's like you got the ticket. Okay. But, but you didn't. You didn't but pay he the... never really got the ticket because he was never just really in it. Took the ticket and went. Thank you. Right. <laughs> Come on. So, I'm sorry. Uh, Get your head out of your ass. Judge? Uh, judge's ruling, boys. Wow. Well, <laughs> as the official judge of Discord, yeah. which I was appointed by Gang Green, I have reviewed the evidence in front of me, and I have found no wrongdoing on the part of the podcast, the commissioner, Jim Devaney, brother Jim Devaney, mm. or anyone involved. I have fully find this person that left the review... He needs to. He needs to go look in the mirror. Stop looking for freaking handouts and stop trying to claim claim a prize that you were never in because you never paid the entrance fee. Yeah. So, with that being said, uh, the judge has reprehended. Judge has reprehended justice. Uh, you didn't wear your wig, but that's okay. <laughs> Damn it, that made me angry. Yeah. So, uh, rather than a vivat, we're gonna give you a boo. Done. Anyway, moving on. Five-star review. Followed right after it. I really wish this was live so we'd get some live comments. <laughs> oh, God. Taco Man 773. Five-star review. Thank you, brothers, for helping to reach a wider audience. I'm an FC at Glen Burnie Lodge 213 in Maryland, and you in your podcast helps to explain and fill gaps that are not that are not necessarily fully explained along the way. Thank you, brothers. Oh, we fill gaps here, right? Thank you, brother. And we uh, love your taste in food as well. <laughs> Taco man. Those are delicious. So, anyway, do, did we get all that out, Joe? Do we feel like we... No. It's going gonna, it's gonna to spill over to <laughs> yeah. the rest of the show. So, so while we're on gripes and complaints... Oh, that's good. Okay, let's go. <laughs> while we're oh, on grievances. Oh, a good day to come back. <laughs> while we're on gripes and grievances... Yeah, let's go. Gripes and grievances. Uh, I, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to be too egregious. All I'm going to say is, uh, I'm really not actually, because uh, I did email uh, a certain podcast that decided to uh, oh, that one. use yeah. a name uh, that's already clearly posted all over the damn place. Um, and uh, I, I, I emailed them and I said, you know, and I'll read my email aloud so that everyone can be privy to it, if you will. Uh, let me find it. So you guys just fill the gaps while I'm looking for it. So, I mean, I don't... 
We we have been around for about four years now, right? Correct. Not yes. Five years. And last As of the sixth of January, yeah, last episode we said five years. That was a mistake. We're off by a year. COVID. Yeah, yeah, we'll blame was, COVID. For yeah, COVID. <laughs> time doesn't have any meaning anymore. But at any rate, we have been around for a while now, and mm-hmm. I believe. Our name has been the same since the inception of the podcast. Correct. Yes, yeah, since episode one. Yeah. Since one. episode zero. Two thousand nine. George gave a little uh, right. in thirty second intro of what he wanted to do. And even back then, we did a little Google search just to mm-hmm. kind of make sure that nobody. I else did my homework. But for instance, I didn't call this the Freemasons Roundtable. I didn't right. call this the Freemasons uh, stairs. Yeah. I didn't call this <laughs> Freemason slight. I didn't call it uh, the Freemasons knocks. <laughs> I yeah. made damn sure that uh, you didn't this call name it what grinds my gears. Would... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just saying I veered away from 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 using certain names because I think that's extremely unmasonic yeah, uh, very, to, to hijack. Uh, somebody else's uh, thunder. Oh. So this oh, is what also, I, we're not doing this for like any kind of financial gain. No, we're doing no. this to spread the word of Freemasonry, and so are all of those other podcasts. So, so no, because we make our money that. off of the fantasy football league. Exactly. So this is what I wrote. Yeah, <laughs> sure do. Look at me, I'm rolling in it over here. We don't even have heat so in this building. This is I what I wrote. Here, freezing our butts <laughs> off. So and... this is what I wrote uh, to this said podcast. Good evening, brothers. I am reaching out to you in hopes we can speak about your podcast. You were using the name the, F- the Freemasons Podcast in your title. You may not have been aware, but the start of this podcast, I said five years ago, but it's been four, whatever. Uh, already uh, and already called the Freemasons Podcast. I have not I have uh, not copywritten the name because I do not believe using the name of Freemasonry or any of the symbols. So, uh, oh, let me try this again. I do not. Have I, I have not copywritten the name because I do not believe using the name of Freemasonry or any of our symbols should ever be copywritten, and this is a universal symbol and name for all of us. However, in the interest of brotherly love and fairness, I do humbly request you change that particular part of your name as well, every uh, so that not every Masonic podcast out there is overlapping. Please feel free to reach out to me so we can discuss this at any time. And I attached an image of our very first episode. God, and, uh, God help them if they listen to that one. And, and you I know said, what? That was really well written. Thank too. you and brotherly love. Right, Worshipful Brother, George Marjorie, I was, past district deputy, yes, yes. Grand Lodge, uh-huh. yep. State of Connecticut. Yeah. I was very. I had to make it official. I didn't want to just be like some Joe Schmo like. I'm know. trying to pay you a compliment over here. Uh, okay, go ahead. I listen. I love compliments. Go ahead. It was surprisingly well written, mm-hmm. even keeled, and not misspelled in any way. I mean, I thought it was a really, really good email. Yep. Um, because again, this is not about. Um, uh, this is not about uh, monetary anything, contrary to popular belief. Um, <laughs> or fame and notoriety. Or fame and notoriety. No, Again, no certainly. We don't have any freaking heat right now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I wanted to, to, to read that email aloud so that um, if there is ever a problem down the road where a particular podcast that has a lot of weight decided to make a mention of it to another Grand Lodge oh, that particularly has oh. a lot of weight, I can show that I Calling approached it. 
I, I <laughs> show that I approached it very masonically. I don't foresee that being the case either. Like, we're all brothers here. We're now, just we trying to reach an audience, and all of us have different audiences too, right? All those podcasts that you mentioned or kind of mm -hmm. like loosely mentioned there, they all have different demographics. Yes. And we're now, all trying to do the same. Now, here's the thing, okay? Uh, did I copyright it? No, I did not copyright the Freemasons podcast. I don't believe it. However, I did do something else that does carry a little bit of weight to it as well. So, as long as everybody plays nice in the sandbox, so will I. Would you buy a billboard? No, I didn't buy a fucking billboard. Because that would be awesome. <laughs> I'd love to see my, my name, point my is on a billboard. I do have a little bit of legality to stand by. That's all I'm going to say. And okay. we'll leave it at that. With, with that also being said, uh, if you're going to create a podcast, you're going to create something, do your homework. It took me weeks to look through every single Masonic podcast to, mm. to be sure that I wasn't overlapping a name or stealing the thunder. And I even we even went as far as changing the format of other Masonic podcasts, which that's great. They're, they're very um, uh, structured and they're very serious. And they talk about, and that, that's that's cool. I think that's great, you know, because we need that. That's their thing. That's their that's thing. That's their thing, and that, so, there's an audience for So that. that I wasn't going to overlap it, you know, we made this a little bit more explicit. We we swear. We we, okay. we show the, the lighter side of Freemasonry with not the extreme um, end of it. Yeah, or not end of it, because that's not really... I tried to keep within due bounds. Yeah, well, this yeah. is more like after Lodge, a bunch of brothers Correct. get together kind of... Real people type situations rather than informational. Yeah. It is fucking cold up here. <laughs> Let me just say yeah, this is... It's a little chilly. My hands are freezing. No, but we're definitely swimming up and here. And I'm lower to the ground. In a swimming pool full of gold doubloons like Scrooge McDuck. Oh, God. Holy with shit. With no heat. Um... Anyway, so uh, I just wanted to say that uh, that I, and again, the nice thing is that we've got four years behind our belt with the name that's pretty much, if you type in a search, we're going to be the first to pop up, but but this other podcast uh, has a little bit more money, if you will. and uh, Let them buy us out. They can buy their way to the top. <laughs> And maybe they could pay their uh, entry fee to the fantasy football thing next year. Maybe we could get some heat up here after. <laughs> okay, send heat. You can keep you wanna, the name. Send heat. Yeah. You want to take the name? I mean, I'll, I'll take 150k a person. Cash us out. That's all. Cash I could use some money. We'll change the name to Three Idiots with a, <laughs> Three Idiots in an ice box. <laughs> <laughs> fantasy football. Come on, help me out. <laughs> what are we looking for? A new name for the podcast? Yeah, yeah we'll go. Mm -hmm. Bamboozlers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Fantasy football flim flam. Freemasonry Damn. flim flam. <laughs> Quick, do a cursory oh. Google search and make sure it's not taken. <laughs> I'm fairly certain flim Freemasonry. Why? Flim Nobody flam else bothered. <laughs> Triple F. First thing I'm doing once we change the name. Once the. Oh, Jesus Christ. The monitor's out. Oh, there we go. First thing I'm doing when we, uh, when we change the name. One star review, right off the top. <laughs> I don't like Joe because he's got a sandy beard. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like George because he actually pays his entry fees and, and lives up to his obligations. Trying to tear down another brother. We should all give each other one star reviews. <laughs> we should. Oh, please don't give us all one star reviews. Now, <laughs> that's our job. It's our job.
<laughs> We're our own toughest. The critics. more things change, the more they stay the same. Yeah, exactly. Uh, are we gonna ever get to Edgar Allan Poe at this point? I mean, yeah. No, why not? <laughs> we're only 21 minutes in. Yeah, we're, right. we'll get there. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna we're work on no. our way up to it. Half and half. All we do is talking shit the entire time. Oh, back to our roots. <laughs> now we know how angry Edgar Allan Poe was when he wrote the Cask of Amalfi. <clears throat> so. Chopped his ear off. That was that Van was Gogh. Not him. That was yeah. That that was Van Gogh. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was. What did Edgar Allan Poe do? He, he buried did... some chicken a wall or something. <laughs> He's with a clock. He just had, like, an impressive amount of depression, dude. He didn't cut his ear off. <sighs> oh, that maybe it was Van Gogh then. Yeah, it was. Yeah, somebody <laughs> lost that his Maybe off. it was. <laughs> Go on, Joe. I know you got something. <laughs> you know, you come up with these topics, too. You would think you would know a little bit. I don't. It. I just... <laughs> I just know that, that, again, when I searched this topic, it was, it was you know, Edgar, Edgar Allan Poe is kind of a dark guy. He's a very dark guy. Um, and I, I don't know how I got onto the, the, looking him up or whatever, but I just kind of was like, huh, I wonder if, Free, if, if Freemasonry and Edgar Allan Poe ever crossed paths. And sure as shit, what do I Google? Yeah. Boom, the cask of armadillo pops up. A Montadillo. <laughs> and also, he was a 19th century author, and like <laughs> Freemasonry works its way into oh, all uh, literature uh, from the 1900s or 1800s. I'm sorry if you go I through I can't it. hear you. Oh, that's what. The, okay, it's a game. <laughs> it's a game. Ken's going to flip out and flip the whole damn dais. Damn, like, yeah. It's <laughs> fucking out of or I'm going to oh, keep saying okay. it until I finally get him to say Armadillo. <laughs> Don't you besmirch the name of EAP. What? EAP, man. Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> yeah. I uh, have an acronym for his name. I yeah. thought it was a totally different acronym. Anyway. He was goth before goth. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Uh, anyway, let's get into Edgar Allan <laughs> Might as well do our topic. Yeah. All right, let's get into the topic. So this actually comes from uh, TravelingTemplar.com, and it's uh, the cask of... <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> Armadillo. <laughs> Damn it. Edgar Allan Poe, patricide? An anti-Masonic rhetoric. Yeah, patricide means killing your father. Really? Yes, that is what it means. Oh, shit. Yes. Interesting. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. <laughs> I was going to say something about fantasy football. Oh, alone. <laughs> By brother Wayne E. Ross. Uh, first published in 1846, Edgar Allan Poe's The Cask of Amontillo mm. is a perennial favorite among scores of readers. Poe's work of horror have influenced writers for more than 150 years and continue to thrill those who read him for a very first time. Ooh, it is cold up here. Well, much of what is read in the works like The Cask of Amontadillo uh, is enjoyed for the surface level murder and mental mayhem. A further examination from the different perspective reveals a much more complex and disturbing narrative. Ooh, I like it already. Uh, upon the page, The Cask of Amontadillo clearly illustrates Montressor's calculated albeit whimsical murder of his enemy Fortunato. Even the most uh, curiously understanding of the life of Edgar Allan Poe reveals that his that this is a work meant to strike back on some level at his repressive and domineering father, John Allen. 
Interesting. Yep. By the way, I apologize for my reading. I'm li- it's so cold up here. I'm literally shaking. I don't know how you're in a friggin' t-shirt. Because I'm hard, man. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I thought you were just because you were hot from uh, the the uh, fantasy football thing. Well, it's uh, well, <laughs> you're warming from the inside. <laughs> I have been compared to heat miser at times because my gingerness, but. Yeah. I'm good. All that hate will keep me warm. Uh, Poe was adopted by Allen in 1812 and took his surname, but none of Allen's business sense would eventually preclude Poe from inclusion into Allen's will. While strained relationships are nothing new between fathers and sons, another contributing factor in the spill between the pair was Allen's state as a predominant businessman as well as being an unfaithful husband to a frequently ill wife. John Allen most certainly conducted his business at home uh, and home life in a manner more offensive than the artistic and independent Poe could stomach. Near the end of John Allen's life, their relationship was so strained that Allen would send no money or any other form of assistance to Poe, no matter how tenuous the situations may be. It is clearly due to events like, like these that Poe cast uh, his now dead father in a role of Fortunato, the affluent and arrogant Freemason. Ugh. So he's making Fortunato the Freemason. Much has been made to support the idea of patricide, no, uh, notably Poe's use of the motto of Scotland, Nemo. <sighs> yeah, good luck. Are you reading it too, Ken? I read it. Oh, I yeah. I didn't pronounce it, so. Meme plus whatever the hell. Some big word. Read it yourself. <laughs> As Monstressor's family motto. Translated, this motto means no one attacks me with impunity. A slap at Alan's Scottish heritage as well as Poe may well have seen as years of abuse from Alan. Now it's time for Poe to get his revenge in the manner that suits him best. But this personal attack upon a cold and uncaring father figure is also layered with Vale's attacks upon the institution of Freemasonry as well. <clears throat> Interesting. I think so. the uh, protagonist's name is pronounced Montrezor. Montrezor? Montrezor. Right. Yeah, Montrezor. I think it's Italian, so maybe uh, you know, Joe Pisani can probably correct me on that, but I think oh. it's Montrezor. Yeah. Uh, upon a cur- uh, this is the spiral staircase. Mm-hmm. Upon a curious, uh, cursory first reading. Cursory. Cursory, thank I you. I already used that word in this podcast already. <laughs> <laughs> uh, upon a cursory? Cursory. First reading. Poe's use of a winding staircase to take the two men down into the catacomb seems like an architectural aspect befitting the time period. In reality, the significance of the spiral staircase in Masonic teaching is one by which Freemasons learn and progress to further knowledge and light. We go up, not down. God damn it. But that's why he's descending Uh, into darkness. Read on. Read on. (laughs) Did you even read this article? No, I didn't. I read it with the the listeners. You're too cursory. Yeah, <laughs> far too cursory. I got some curse words for you. I know you do. <laughs> uh, where did I leave off? I was so rudely interrupted. Down the winding stairs. No. Um, uh, more than a mere ret- uh, rhetorical device, or rhetoric. Rhetorical, you rhetorical got device. What Poe has literally done is taken his father, and th- in this case, the character of Fortunato, down the staircase in into increasing darkness and further away from ascending light and knowledge. Uh, okay. All Hello, right. Hello, darkness, my old friend. 
Um, with one stroke of the quill, Poe has stripped Fortunato of the degrees in which he had worked so hard to attain and brought him down to his level. The further that Fortunato is led into the darkness, the sicker he becomes, whereby Poe has reversed much of the core tenets of Freemasonry and how one attains enlightenment. As the motif of darkness continues, even the murderous Montressor finds himself unable to work his way through the darkness as he endeavored to pry into the depths of the recess. Its uh, termination, the feeble light did not enable us to see. Uh, no longer are we dealing with light or knowledge or the three great lights, but instead the only aid is a feeble light which has no strength to pierce the darkness that surrounds them. Uh, although not in the physical peril, Montressor's obsession with the death of Fortunato has led his soul into darkness and eternal damnation that he will surely meet for the murder of he's about to commit. The fear of damnation is clear to the reader primarily because both the beginning and the ending paragraphs read as if Montressor is giving a deathbed confession. Okay, so let's break that one. Let's break that part down. Uh, so basically what, what I'm gathering from this is basically by, by being an evil person, he damned himself as well. By wanting to kill somebody, he, he basically sealed his own fate. Is kind of what I'm perceiving. Is that kind of what I, you guys are getting? In a way, it sounds like he, as he's telling the story, it doesn't sound like he's coming off as bragging. It's like a confession. It's like a coming clean. It's like, a, right. you know, almost uh, like a, a forgive me. Right. This is what I've done. It's, just, it's like when you don't pay for fantasy football and then you leave a one-star review in a sense. Uh, yeah, kind of like that. I mean, what I think is funny about this whole tale, because like, we could easily go recreate this in the room next door. So, uh, so a guy gets pissed off at his buddy for making fun of him and insulting him, Right. gets him drunk, mm -hmm. and locks him in a room. Yeah, so we have a chamber of reflection. It's like, actually a brick wait, wall. We could recreate too. That. We could actually. You were there last Saturday night? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've just seen the inside before. And we have a trowel. And all we insult each other all the time. All the time. We should get drunk, George drunk. And we should. We have a bottle of wine down there too. Remember, yeah. I found it earlier. Because <laughs> he insulted us. Perfect. We're well, gonna recreate. How did I insult you? I don't know. It constantly. It's. Been going on for years. Yeah, and you have all that money Never. from uh, cheating at fantasy football, when? so we're jealous. I can't think of one in particular. On the podcast? One? I'm sure. Oh, go back and listen to 237 absolutely. episodes. I'm sure you've insulted me at one <laughs> sure. point. Sure, probably happened earlier today, and I don't even remember. <laughs> like, what the fuck is he going with this? Uh, but oh, you've never a... besmirched me. What does that mean? It's like a fancy word that yeah. people use for insulting. We've used that term. Smirched my already. reputation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like if I were to join a fantasy football league and then pay, <laughs> um, and then attack the commissioner for not paying me, you'd be I would be besmirching the commissioner of the fantasy football league. <sighs> let's just keep using big words until eventually they absorb into George. All right, let's That's get, outlandish. All right, let's get back into this. Let's get back into the story. Reprehensible. Let's get back into the story about the armadillo. Perplexing, even. <laughs> <laughs> the trowel uh, quotes, be it so. The next instance in the veiled attack upon Freemasonry, albeit the clearest of all occurs when two men are finally down in the catacombs and Fortunato surprises Montressor with a sign of fidelity and brotherhood. 
uh, and this is a quote from the from the, the story. He laughed and threw the bottle upwards with a gesticulation I did not understand. I looked at him in surprise. He repeated the movement, a grotesque one. Do you not comprehend? What, okay, so first off, what's gesticulation? Gesticulation. Gesticulation. It's Whatever. Like a, you're, gesturing, you're gesturing like this. Oh, okay. Oh, with the, oh, see, I had a different picture in my mind. If he's gesturing with the bottle, pretty much telling him to go screw. I'm just thinking he's got like <laughs> yeah, a, yeah, yeah. a DX thing going on. Yeah. <laughs> right? I didn't know what that was meant. Yeah. Uh, no, there's no video, so sorry. I thought gesticulation was like when there you... There will be later. <laughs> oh, that's flatulation. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> Gastrointestinal. Gastrointestinal. That's what I thought, right? Yeah. Is that where you're not? No, I, I was thinking gyration in my head, gyration. which is why I, oh, he's God. making gyrations with the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, get them, get in those catacombs. Mm. <laughs> Deep in the recesses. Mm. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, all the Sorry. nooks and crannies. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. So, uh, do you not comprehend? <laughs> this is going off the Maybe rails. Maybe we don't want to recreate this. <laughs> <laughs> do you not comprehend? He said, "No, uh, not I." I replied, "Then you are not of the Brotherhood." How? Question mark. Are uh, you are not of the Masons? Yes, yes. I said, yes, yes. You, impossible. A mason? A mason, I replied. A sign, he said. A sign. It is this, I answered, producing from beneath the folds of my roquelaire a trowel. You jest, he exclaimed, recoiling a few paces. But let us proceed to the Amontadillo. Be it so, I said, replacing the tool beneath the cloak and again offering him my arm. Okay. So basically, the guy's like, you know, the Fortunato, right? Mm-hmm. Is like drunk, obviously. And he's Clearly. like, uh, he made some kind of vaguely Masonic uh, gesture. <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, protagonist was like, oh, yeah, I know what that is. And he's like, no, there's no way you know what this is. You're not of the Masons. And he's like, oh, no, no, yeah, I am. This feels like we should do something with the green screen because, like, we're going to Joe all drunk. He could be the guy. Be like, are you a Mason? Yes, yes, I am. <laughs> Lifts up his apron and we're all like, oh! <laughs> Behold my trowel. <laughs> Spreading the cement of brotherly love and friendship. <laughs> oh, that never gets old. <laughs> <laughs> Behold, a plumb line, <laughs> not hanging so straight. <laughs> oh, I missed you, Broseph. Even Aaron's beard. <laughs> oh my God! The trip's down. <laughs> I know. That shit off right there. It's got to be the cold. It's getting oh, to us. God almighty. All right. <laughs> oh, I could definitely see that happening with the green screen, though. <sighs> oh, Jesus, God. Give me, a, give me help. All right. Here we are confronting with the clear evidence of Poe's negative view of the practices of Freemasonry. Much effort has been made by scholars to identify Poe as a member of the once prominent anti-Masonic party that thrived in the mid to late 1800s. And the preceding passage does not make that assumption seem too far-fetched as it serves to make a mockery of the sacred bond and oaths adhered to by all f- members of the fraternity. Whew. I need to catch my breath from laughing so freaking hard. Mm-hmm. 
First, Montressor state that the movement was a grotesque one, which holds the dual meaning of being both ugly as well as the original Italian, wherein the term meant a piece of art that could be found in a grotto. Oh, I didn't know that. Grotesque, uh, gro- yeah. Grotto, yeah, all right. Yep. <clears throat> as in grotto-esque? Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Ah, interesting. Yep. The image of the grotto as a small cave gives the impression that this move that Fortunato was doing was not natural, that it was distorted and in need of being hidden in a small cave or grotto. This move being a supposed mode of recognition among the fraternity is shown here as more of a floundering fall of a drunken fool than a serious means of determining if Fortunato is speaking with a brother Mason. Next... Montressor's revealing that he had been hiding a trowel speaks to his understanding of the Masonic fraternity, even though he's not a member. When Fortunato asked for him to give a sign, Montressor... <laughs> I just got... <laughs> just got it in my head, what we were just talking about. Just, just <laughs> can't get it out. <laughs> See, so when he's asking him to give him a sign, much yeah. like you would ask somebody to pay their entry fee yeah. into the fantasy football league. <laughs> exactly. And he doesn't have it. Or the $5 for... Uh, Discord. <laughs> Montressor had to know that the trowel was a significant symbol in Masonic teaching, one that once given could assure a brother that he was speaking with another of his kind, or he would have produced it from beneath his cloak. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what I'm getting at with the green screen, Joe. <laughs> uh, the drunken Fortunato sees it merely as a joke and does not wonder further as to why this man is carrying around a trowel. I want to be clear, Masons don't typically carry around freaking trowels. No, but the protagonist does for a good reason. Right. After this mockery, uh, Montressor's expression of be it so is not only wholly out of place, it nearly approaches blasphemy. Why is that? Um, Because I believe it's uh, analogous. Well, I mean, depending on where you are around the world, we don't always say so mote it be. Correct. Sometimes it's be it so, may it be oh, so, really? like whatever, right? Okay. So, and I think that was uh, probably at the time. Okay, so I guess people, I could see it, rather than saying amen, some people could see it as, uh, so would it be, or be it so, as a mockery of religion. Okay. Or right? a mockery of Freemasonry, because maybe at that oh, okay. time and place, that was kind of like the traditional Freemasonic uh, termination of a prayer. Okay, right. right. So he's okay. kind of just making a mockery of it. Like, he knows enough about Freemasonry uh-huh. to be a jerk about it basically okay. like here's a trowel it makes and, sense i know. guess then i know some brothers like that <laughs> <laughs> you keep going john some, some of them I'm play fantasy football <laughs> and then do a one-star review yeah uh montressor's whole purpose is to murder a man in a cold and calculated manner as we are moving closer to this climax poe has his character used words <laughs> i knew you were gonna be fucking snickered now it's <laughs> Oh, as his character used words that Freemason would notice before any other reader might. Yeah, I guess you could see that. The Mason would definitely pick up on that, um, especially with the trowel thing. I think that would probably... Well, in the overt way in which they're asking each other if they're Freemasons, I mean... It's, mm. it's very obvious. Are you not of the craft? I mean, that's yeah. kind of something. Of it's a challenge of yeah. us. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Come to my cave. <laughs> <laughs> I want to show you my trowel. <laughs> under my cloak reach down beneath my cloak Jesus show you my trowel I can't deal with you today 
Oh, it's too early in the morning for this shit. Yes, now we're short enough where they won't shut that down, right? Yeah. <laughs> You're probably all right, yeah. Oh, uh, where did I leave off, damn it? Words that are generally used and practiced throughout the... My son's calling. Uh, words that are generally used and practiced throughout the fraternity are used here to usher a brother Mason towards his death at the hands of a person who has no care for the ancient practice and, and austerity of f the fraternity. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. An end of my labor. A phrase with a syntactical. Syntactical? Yep. Syntactical, yes. A phrase with a syntactical. I only knew that because I knew the word tactical. Um, oh, God. The phrase with a syntactical shift from its use in Masonic ritual, Montressor's use of these words denotes that this deed he has completed has in fact been a quote labor this was something that he had planned and set up from the beginning and definitely did not do in haste mm -hmm. meaning he didn't rush it right well it was premeditated like premeditated. his whole plan okay. all along was to bring this guy down to the catacombs and kill him and show him his trowel show him his trowel in the process <laughs> there is much calculation in the act of dismissing his servants to getting for Fortunato down to the catacombs, hiding in a pile of bricks, and having... Oh, that, there you go. Hiding in a pile of bricks. I mean, mm. that could have Masonic innuendo in it, too. Um, and having the actual working tools with him that someone of his stature would not normally have on his person. Once again, Poe borrows terminology from the Masonic lexicon as meaning for the desolation of the principles of the craft. In Masonic ritual, it is only the worshipful master who can make pronouncements about work coming to an end or lodge preparing to close. Yet here, Poe has invested his murder with the prominence of the highest officer in the Masonic lodge. The elevation of Montressor's uh, illustrates Poe's disdain for the craft and the investing of a crazed killer with a stature equal to a worship master of the lodge provides deeper proof that of Poe's feelings about the society that he clearly did not fully understand. Uh, this is pretty much the conclusion here. Against the new masonry. As the story concludes, Poe once again seems to take a deliberate strike at Freemasonry, but his clever wordplay artfully hides what should have been as much more profound definition of the new masonry. The assertion... Uh, can be made that the double meaning here illuminates that Poe has destroyed his enemy Fortunato with a very teachings that he, as a Freemason, would hold inviolate. Not only has he destroyed Fortunato, but by turning the teachings of the craft against itself, Poe has destroyed Freemasonry and placed it with his own form, one of treachery, murder, concealment <clears throat> by the remnants of the dead. This new masonry that Poe has created serves to tear down the walls of secrecy that separate people and forces reconciliations from the past. Whether, <clears throat> whether deserved or not, Fortunato is set to pay for his trespasses in a manner that becomes a warning of others that might act as he did, that might belong to a secret society, or that might be deserving of any special stature or standing in either public or private life. In the cask of armadillo, Edgar Allan Poe weaves... <laughs> I had to throw it in there. <laughs> uh, Edgar Allan Poe weaves a tale of murder and deceit made all the more potent for its direct reference to the desolation of multiple aspects of Masonic teaching. While these facts might be up for dispute, it is clear that Poe knew enough about the teachings 
of Freemasonry that he was able to seamlessly weave concepts and images through his narrative that would catch an eye of all members of the fraternity. Can you talk? Uh, and make each one think twice before finding themselves sharing an equal portion of the fortunes of Fortunato. So uh, that was uh, that was a good one. I'm actually quite impressed with that. Uh, hats off to you, brother Wayne Ross. Yeah, it's really well done. I I don't I don't necessarily agree that you know Poe was showing. I mean, maybe he was part of the anti Masonic party, right? And I could be completely it was right wrong around there. that time, right? Yeah, it was, it that was. Time, yeah. 1800s. But even if he wasn't, I mean, Freemasonry back then in the the 19th century was synonymous with like you know you expected uh, men of stature, men that are pillars of society, affluent men to be members of the craft, and that's you know a, an incorrect assumption that persists to this day. Right, you could ask somebody on the street what they think about Freemason. They might be like, "Oh, well, your father had to be a Freemasonry, or you have to be well connected, or you have to be rich." And or that's just not the case to get into the fantasy. Yeah, <laughs> but it's just not the case, right? So I think back then, I mean, it made sense for for Poe's narrative, even if he didn't have any negative opinion of Freemasonry, to cast that character who's <clears throat> murdered as a Freemason because he was rich, he was affluent, he was well connected. So. It could just be that it was it made sense for the storyline. Do you guys know how he killed him too? No, how did he kill him? that story? Mm. So he takes out the trowel from underneath <laughs> his cloak, from beneath his cloak, and he puts the guy into like the corner of a catacomb, like in this little alcove, chains him, and then proceeds to build a wall and close him in, brick wall. With mortar, using the trowel. And the cement of brotherly love. Yeah, with the cement of brotherly love and buries the guy alive. So, they don't talk about that in the article, but that right there seems like something yeah. that's pretty inimical to Freemason, right? If you're a Freemason... Say that three times fast. And some non-Mason or somebody who's impersonating a Freemason builds a, a wall in front of you and like entombs you basically alive, that's... Well. That's a pretty crappy way to go as a mason. Mr. Montresor, tear down that wall. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Hey, teacher, leave them kids alone. So I know we had a lot of goofing here, but we do have some life lessons in uh, in this little uh, article of writing. Uh, yeah, first you have and to foremost, pay to win fantasy football. <laughs> That's what I got out of it. You have to actually pay to be in the competition to win. <clears throat> So I, I'd say in, in the sad growl and Poe piece, I would say, uh, uh, number one, uh, I would say that the, the first part of that whole little article we were reading kind of struck me that, you know, he wanted to kill this guy Fortunato so bad that he brought him down to the catacombs, but he found himself in the darkness as well. Mm -hmm. So in the way I take that as is kind of like what I said before, like if you are going to do something dark and evil and you're going to do something heinous and bad. You're ultimately doing it to yourself, too. You know, so if yeah. you go and plan this all out to kill somebody, it's going to affect you as well. Yeah, you're destroying yourself. You're destroying yourself, in a yeah. sense, in your own morals and whatnot. In effect, by building that wall, he was trapping himself in the darkness. Correct. For far longer than that of Fortunato. Which brings me to point number two. You know, before you're about to do something, do your homework. Do some research, especially oh, on... here we go. <laughs> Montresor should have made a cursory Google search. He should have made a cursory Google search before containing his act. And then three, he probably should have checked his actions before he went and did something that he was going to regret and potentially could have been wrong in. 
Right. Like, especially common knowledge stuff. Like, I, I, <laughs> like you pay to enter <laughs> a fantasy football league. Uh, I miss having you up here as my second. And I miss Ken constantly going, oh, God, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Often duplicated, never replicated. We can learn a lot from Edgar Allan Poe. We could. Where's that Paisani guy? He's like he's like Curly Joe that came in to replace uh, Curly. Right? Oh, he'll be back. Yeah, he'll be back. Yes, Saxton uh... or it's like Shemp. <laughs> what? Shemp. Even the, three stu- the three. Oh, stu- that's right. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. When the, when the the main characters left, they brought in these other guys. Right. Yeah. They were they were good. They had their own place, but not, not, uh, yeah. not the original. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> know what I learned from this whole poem thing? And go. it has nothing to do with fantasy football. Okay. All right. What I learned was that if I invite you into a cave to see my trowel, <laughs> you probably shouldn't come. Yeah. Uh, what are we at, Ken? We are at uh, 50 minutes. Exactly. 50 minutes. We have 10 minutes. What are we going to talk about for about 10 minutes? We got 10 minutes of just whatever the hell we want to say. Hmm. We think we covered that one pretty good. I don't think we need to add any more to it. I mean, no, that was that was a really good topic. That, a good was, that was very interesting. It's a good book. The guy had some really good literature. I think I read that book back in high school. I had to like refamiliarize myself with it. But uh, certainly, obviously, I wasn't a Freemason back at the time when I read it, mm. and probably just glossed over the bits about "Are you a Mason? Are you of the Masons?" Um, but yeah, I mean, reading it now, it, it's pretty uh-huh. pretty overtly Masonic in a couple different ways there. <clears throat> I certainly wouldn't want to be buried um, in the chamber of reflection by having one of you guys build a brick wall in front of me. It's uh, when you think about it. I don't know I if mean, I built the brick wall, it looked like Homer Simpson spice rack. <laughs> a lot of these, like uh, you know, kind of literary horror authors of the the nineteenth century, you know, they were done. Those those stories were done differently. Like nowadays, it's like you watch a horror movie and it's got to be hack and slash. Right. Back then, it was really very psychological. Yeah, yeah. it was just like you put yeah. yourself in the the <clears throat> perspective of that victim, and it's like, yeah, we're gonna bury this guy alive. I mean, that's pretty visceral. With stuff. the exception, I mean, <laughs> with the exception of one particular director who writes books and not writes books, he makes movies and stuff. And that M. Night Shyamalan? M. Night Night Shyamalan Ding Dong. Yeah, he's a little bit more cerebral. He's cerebral in in his his story. No, for sure. Writing. He's Um, had some stinkers, but some of his stuff has been really, really good. He did have some stinkers. What was some stinkers? I think the alien one with the Oh, Signs? That was great! I I love that movie! Not my favorite. Really? One was really good. Um, the village. The village, but I didn't. The ending was a little. Eh. Spoiler alert! The movie There's came out twist. twenty years ago. Yeah. <laughs> the monsters were freaking bulldozers. No what? Okay. What? No. Yeah, they were doing like construction out there. Like one of the, like one point they thought it was a monster, and it was like somebody. Oh like, uh, no! A front loader or something. Wow. Yes, yes, you're right. Yep. Uh, and that was after she jumped the fence. Yes. Yeah, that's right. But, oh yeah. no, I enjoyed it. Um, I do like his, um, oh Christ, the ones with Bruce Willis and Samuel Jackson. Oh, yeah, and, The Sixth Sense. Uh, no, the... Uh, was Unbreakable. It? Unbreakable, and then Mr. Glass, and then... Oh, yeah, the that split. was a good one. Those were, that was a good trilogy. That was a good one. So those those movies I like. Those were yeah. a little bit more cerebral than yours. Yeah. I don't know, I'll be honest with you. I don't like those slasher movies. I've never liked no, those they kinds do of movies. With the exception of The Purge. I love The Purge. 
I mean, when I was a kid, and we'd go to the movies to see like Friday Thirteenth. They had stuff movies like when you were a kid. Yeah, <laughs> talkies. Yeah. They had the. Uh, <laughs> The, the, the guy with the little monkey on the organ grinder going up top, <laughs> yeah. making the movie go. I thought it was like the Romans, like the Romans when you'd go to the oh, amphitheater. Step right up, step right up. <laughs> <laughs> like you'd go there because like you'd get a good little jump scare. You make fun of your friends that are like too freaked out. Occasionally you'd see some graphic co-ed activity. Ah, uh, yes. Um, nudity. So yeah. here's one for you. I got one for you. This is a funny story. So me and Phil Miller. Worship yeah. uh, brother Phil Miller. We decided one day when the very first um, paranormal activity came out, we were going to go okay, see it. Yeah, we went yeah. to the Milford Mall. We're sitting there, right? And right at the end, is the very end of it, where he's like kind of creeping into the hallway, and you know you don't know where like she is, and he, but he runs out of the room and he runs down the hallway, and right as she flung him toward the camera, I went. Ah! Dude, and I grabbed him, and I mean, you should have seen, like, he squeezed the whole bowl of popcorn and it went up like a volcano in the air. Oh, it's hilarious. Um, so, yeah, I, I got him good, and then uh, I was like, Phil, isn't that your ex-girlfriend? <laughs> People behind us started laughing, but I've done that a couple times. I'm good for I'm good for scaring the fucking shit out of people. Yeah, I don't like to be scared. Please don't do that. Please don't do that. One that, or two things are gonna happen. I did that either. to my ex-wife during the grunge. Remember that one? It was the grudge. The grudge. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. When she freaking popped out from that closet or whatever the hell it was, my freaking ex was holding uh, a, a Dunkin' Donuts styrofoam cup oh, of oh, hot chocolate. Those crushes. And I went, oh! <laughs> she freaking squeezed that. Oh! Went off like a volcano. No, that's, I don't. I do like, shitty shit like that all yeah, the time. I don't like that. I'm scared. I know. You I'm can, either. I'm either gonna my, crap my son myself. got you. <laughs> yeah, he did. I'm either gonna crap myself or somebody's gonna get hit. Yeah. Either way, there's gonna be a mess, and I'm gonna have to clean it up. Violent response. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my kid came around the corner over there. Joe was in the fridge, and he goes, "Boom!" <laughs> yeah, I don't like that. He's all you little shit. <laughs> that happened around Halloween. Yes. Yeah, your was. kids did that to me too. They were hiding around the corner when I was coming up the stairs. That's probably after uh, they got me. I'm like, okay, now I gotta get kids. Like father, like kids. Ah, uh, shit. Uh, I got uh, Liberty Ghost Hunters too, and they came up that day. I was wearing that freaking mask, standing behind the door. Nothing scares <laughs> those guys. Oh, 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 it scared them. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, there's nothing better than scaring the shit out of somebody and them going, oh, you son of a bitch. Yeah. No, then there's nothing funnier than when somebody gets really pissed and says it's not funny anymore. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's, when, uh, it's that's when it's funny. I did it to my father one day when I showed up at his house one day. He's in the house. He's sitting on the couch just minding his own business eating freaking mac and cheese or whatever he's eating. I came in with a fucking air horn and just went, Oh, you little son of a bitch! <laughs> and the best part is he couldn't get—he couldn't close the recliner, so he started like, <laughs> <laughs> so he was like trapped. Oh, he was trying to close the recliner. Freaking hilarious! Anyway, what do you say, Kenny? What do you say, Joe? Let's oh, wrap yeah, it up. Yeah. I say this was fun. Uh, this was a lot of top. fun. Yeah, we'll quit while we're on top. Before it gets too far off the so, rails, and we start talking about fantasy football again. Yeah. For the original Freemasons podcast. Oh, we should add that to the name. The original? Yeah. We should? Yes. Oh, gee. Because since we have this dispute going on with, you know, there's like everything. It, yeah. Go or, 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 or. We do like they did with the Ghostbusters. They call it the real Ghostbusters. You remember okay, that? Yeah. The, the real Freemason <laughs> podcast. We change our Instagram <laughs> profile to like, uh, I don't know. Real FMP. Yeah. Uh, real, yeah. 
Yeah. Real FMP. <sighs> I, I'm, I'm with that. The real or the original? Yeah. <laughs> the real. Authentic. I'm right, Worship Brother George Mundry signing off. <laughs> Worship Brother Joe signing off. And I'm Worship uh, Brother Ken signing off. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get Goodbye. the fuck out of here. See you. Enjoy, friends. Have a great day.